This episode of Enough is brought to you by Pear Note by Useful Fruit. Last week we spoke a little about the features of Pear Note, the app that remembers what you type and when you typed it. By recording video or audio of whatever you're taking notes of, you get the ability to add context to your notes, allowing you to jump straight to the part of your media just by clicking on any word written. What's more, Pear Note for Mac, which has recently been upgraded to version 3, syncs to your Dropbox, allowing you to access all of your notes on the iPad version of Pear Note, and vice versa. This means you'll always have your most important notes with you, no matter where you are. There is an awesome demo of Pear Note available at usefulfruit.com that shows off all of the features of Pear Note in a web player, including the highlighting of text and the ability to jump to any part of your media. It's all included in the web player. Go take a look at it, and I'm sure you'll be impressed. It's a fantastic demo that shows you all of the features. But what's more, Pear Note Free allows you to create these web versions of your own notes so you can share them with others and they can see what you've created. You can get Pear Note from the Mac App Store, the iOS App Store, or directly from UsefulFruit.com, which is where you can go for more information, the demo, and a free trial. This episode was also brought to you by Squarespace, everything you need to create an amazing website. Squarespace have recently simplified their plans, and they now offer fantastic services at cheaper and easier to understand prices. We urge you to go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, sign up for their two-week free trial, and if you buy an annual domain, you'll be able to take advantage of their new custom domain name offer as well. Use the offer code 70 decibels 5 at checkout to receive 10% off your first order, and you'll be helping to support 70 decibels to continue to make any shows you enjoy. Hello, Michael. Hey. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, so, uh, I've been thinking uh, a lot lately about about reflecting. <laughs> uh, the act of reflecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, one might think that reflecting is kind of looking back. Um, and that's certainly true, but in many ways, uh, reflecting is, uh, is taking stock, right. Of where you are and using it as a baseline for where you wish to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that it can only be so when we recognize it as such, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who spend their lives kind of stuck where they are. Whether it be, you know, they, they, you know they're, they're stuck in a job. That they don't like, or that you know they've, they're kind of stuck where they are in their relationship. You know, maybe they're stuck in a marriage, in a job, or stuck in a job, or stuck in a friendship that you know, and that it just seems to be the same thing, right? And it doesn't ever seem to get better or get worse. It just kind of remains comfortable, right? And 
uh, and while you know comfort's certainly a good thing, and certainly you want to get to a point of comfort, you never want to get to a point of comfort where you don't grow or change. And I think that by taking the time to reflect on where we are, we have a better chance of knowing and being able to see where we want to be. Um, one of the things I like, uh, there's a, a journaling application, uh, kind of a, a, a web app that I've talked about before called Olife. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, what Olife does basically is it sends you a, an email uh, at a particular time every day and basically just asks, you know, how, how did your day go? And you reply to the email, and it enters it into an online journal. What's nice is that when it sends that how did your day go email, is that there's always a, a, a piece of reflection in there. It pulls a random entry, past entry from your journal and says, 244 days ago, here's what you wrote. Or three days ago, here's what you wrote, right? And it just kind of pulls this stuff at random. And I find that really kind of wonderful because you get, you can look back and say, wow, yeah, okay, that's what I was doing. And look where I'm at today. You know, uh, recently in my inbox, it was, you know, about, you know, pulling my hair out over not being able to finish enough or find any sort of cohesive theme enough, the book that is, and, you know, not finding any cohesive theme and it just not feeling right. And I want to give up on it, but I can't uh, because I've made too many commitments and I've told too many people and, and here I am today with a very successful book. That's quite interesting. Because I guess what you're saying is that from from that, you take it as well, you know, you, there might be something bad that you're feeling about right now, but it's going to be all right, actually. Yeah. And, and that's what that kind of thing will help you realize. Yeah. Is that, yeah, there was a time when the enough book just wasn't happening, right? And your brain was like, right, I've just, not you've given up, but it's like, I just, just can't happen. I just can't do this. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. depending on how you were feeling at the time, but you have actually done it. And it's yeah. done well for you, you know. Yeah. So it it's not like you did it to a poor standard. No, even you know. Well, and exactly, and I think I think the other part of that is that that was me reflecting on where I was at that time, and by doing so, I set a benchmark. Right, mm-hmm. that I can now look back on. And I think that in many ways, the activities that we do online are opportunities for reflection. Right? That tweet about, you know, how sucky our day is going or how great it's going, you know, the, the, the status update, the Instagram photo. 
are little moments of reflection that we are making public to the world. And in some way, perhaps, because they are public, we're asking for accountability. Uh, this kind of goes, it runs kind of into another idea I have about Twitter and, and, and Facebook and, you know, status updates and Instagram photos, all of these things being kind of a shorthand, a shorthand for a need to be heard and understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been seeing you talking about this quite a bit recently, and, and I can agree with it because I guess there are some things that you'll say that you know only a certain certain group of people will understand. Not everything, yeah. but there will yeah. be the occasional thing, like if you say, oh, this project's driving me crazy. Some people will know what that project is, and you're communicating it directly to them even though it's in this public forum because you yes. know that there's a chance that they'll see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, or I think even even deeper than that. Right. The you know, here's what I'm having for lunch is shorthand for be proud of me or be jealous of me or, you know, what I mean, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. you know, that, that there's there's a million things unspoken about that picture of of your dinner, right? <laughs> you know, look at this fantastic martini, you know? Uh, it, it's, you know, that, 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 that it's not just because there's a limit to the characters that you can use and thus, uh, you know, and, and thus you're, you're limited that way. But I think... Even with the given characters, we could be saying so much more, and we're not, and we're specifically not. We're choosing not to because because there's there's a secret code involved. There's a shorthand involved that not everyone is necessarily party to, or I should, or even that we are not necessarily conscious we're doing. And. Um, you know, and I think all of these are just kind of little moments of 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 reflection for ourselves. That by though we're putting it out there into a public space, in many it's like cases, a, a cathartic yeah feeling as well, isn't it? You know, like yeah, you, like I said earlier, I was having a bad morning, and I was like, and I think I said something like, um, "I feel like it's one of those head bang against wall days." Yeah. Yeah, and that's just me just venting a bit of frustration. I see a couple of people favorite it or whatever, which makes me laugh, and then a couple of people sharing their bad days with me as well, and it kind of makes the social club that we're all a part of that, you know, it gives it that little bit more of a reason to exist. Yeah. Because what you were really saying in shorthand was somebody please hear me. Yep. Make make me smile or tell me it's yeah. going to be okay or yeah. because I could have written that down on a piece of paper, screwed up and put it in my pocket, but I didn't. Right. I put it in a place for the world to see yeah. because it. I mean, and yeah, it is very, you know, egotistical or narcissistic. however you want narcissistic. <laughs> but that is. But if we if we all weren't a little bit like that, then none none of us would be on Twitter in the first place, right. or we'd have a private account so nobody could follow us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I think that, um, you know, I, I was just talking the other day with someone about, uh, you know, I, I remember, it, you know, Twitter was originally built uh, to mimic the sort of status updates that taxicab companies used, right? Yeah. Basically, you know, uh Dorsey was really interested in dispatch. In dispatch, right. And, and still is actually. And is still very much interested in dispatch, but that Twitter was, you know, it was kind of built with with that in mind, you know. I'm you know, here's where I am and here's where I'm going to be next. And uh and I remember, you know, the early days of t- some of these services, and uh, it wasn't just Twitter. I was, uh, oh, what was the one that began with a with a J that I can't remember? And uh, Jaiku, thank you, Jaika. J- yeah, j- yeah, exactly, Jaikut or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it was it was you know it, a another Twitter like service. It was one of the two, three, or four that popped up around this time. Um, and Twitter kind of, you know, remained the victorious winner. Um, but, uh, you know, that's where we were at first. And it really was just posting, I mean, literal, like, status updates. Like, you know, here's what I'm working on. And and you mentioned this the other day, and it made me smile, too. Twitter used to say... Uh, was it like what's going on or yeah, yeah uh, or what, what are, are you, you doing? doing right now and yeah. and people used to respond to that was like, the way that we used to, to quite frequently tweets would be responding to that question right so whatever the question was cause they changed it a couple of times but that was how we would tweet right because it, it because that's what the question right and that's what the service was designed for to begin with i mean remember in the beginning at replies no they weren't there um <laughs> they were built it that that system was built by the community by the community right the yeah, community like, adopted yeah. a way to have conversations on this thing right the community adopted adopted ways you know it was chris messina who's largely credited with the creation of the of the idea of hashtags yep and they just suddenly caught on like wildfire and pretty soon now everyone's using hashtags um some of them better than others right but um, hashtag 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 um but um but yeah those were driven by the community that's not what it was built for it was built to simply ask that simple question and get that simple answer. What are you doing right now? And uh, I used to actually find that fascinating to see what my internet friends were working on. And we used it like that um, uh, at the place I was working at the time. Uh, we used Jaiku that way. Basically, we all followed each other. We worked together. Why not? We're friends. And it was a good way to see who's working on what right now. You know, so if um, my friend Troy, you know, popped in that he was, you know, working on scripts for, uh, you know, for Casper, 
I would see that and go, oh shoot, that's right. I, you know, I there's there's a piece he's waiting on for me on that. I should, you know, I should hop on that myself and get that delivered to him since he's working on it right now. Or, you know, ooh, I bet I could give you a hand on that. Or I would, you know, say, hey, let me know if you have any questions. I'm around. You know, things like that, right? And I I found that quite fascinating. Um, but once again. Uh, a moment for reflection, right? A, a moment to 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 set a benchmark and say, "Here's what I'm working on right now," so that three days later, when you mention that you're finishing it, you you say, "Oh my gosh, look what I accomplished!" And I, yeah, I I don't know. I think. <laughs> Yeah, what does this have to do with anything? I don't know. <laughs> I don't ever it's an interesting topic, though, Pat. It, 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 the, I, I like it. I like the idea of, of the narcissism of these tools that allow us to vent in a way that makes us feel comfortable about the, the current pressures that we're under um, and why it's good to have these little networks of people um, no matter where they are, distributed all over the world, that can help support you. Right. Like we were just talking. That was that was. I was going to bring that up on on our last episode where we had Sammy on, and she was talking about the friend that she'd met again on Twitter that helped her get through the marathon. Yeah. You know, and I, I thought I'd, the episode was running a bit long, but so it's a good time to talk about it now. Like that was something that I found really interesting. Obviously, when she was doing it, and especially to hear her recap it like that, she found this person through Twitter. They became friends because of a shared common interest and it helped them achieve a common goal together. They were there for each other when they were failing. They were there for each other when they were succeeding. Yeah. And the, that was the, that tool brought them together. Yeah. And I yeah. find that stuff quite fascinating. Again, yeah. me and you came together again through this, that same tool as well. And yeah. I find it very interesting. Well, and, and you know, on the flip side of that, I, I think the other thing I'm getting at is... Is the idea of the importance of of what's not being said? Mm-hmm. That um, one of the things I I wrote about uh, today uh, to uh, to my newsletter was uh, the idea that convenience is a double edged sword. Because inconvenience is such a good motivator and a very good deterrent. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and some of that is, you know, is born out of the idea that if you really want to get to the heart of an issue, oftentimes you need to look at the things that aren't being said. Because those are the things that are really important. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've talked before about uh how you know we can have conversations about sustainable energy and uh you know and uh and and good food practices and good uh, you know and climate change and all of these other issues but i think that the root of all of this is the same but to have that conversation it's a really difficult and inconvenient conversation, mm-hmm. and and that that root is is population, right? That we're in the middle of a 
uh, you know, a, a huge population crisis. You know, we are, you know, we are multiplying at a rate faster than we are dying. And our population is growing such in a way that our planet wasn't designed to support. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I can't help but think to the to the movie The Matrix, where Agent Smith is saying that we're a virus on this planet, and kind of has a point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but in order to talk about that, we have to confront a subject that we as human beings are really, really afraid of. And that subject is death and being okay with death, accepting death as a very natural part of life, not only as a natural part of life, but as a necessary result of our existence. And that maybe, possibly, extending the human lifespan shouldn't be as high a priority as we make it. Maybe, possibly, fighting certain diseases should not be as high a priority as we make them. Because all of these things might help to control the fact that we are multiplying at an alarming rate and that our resources, the resources that this Earth can provide, are not designed to sustain that. Now, that's a really inconvenient truth. (laughs) It's so much easier to talk about climate change and talk about all these wonderful things that we might be able to do to quote-unquote save the planet. None of which involve mass numbers of people dying. So, you know, I, I think in many ways, our tweets, our status updates, you know, the things that we talk about publicly are shorthand for the things that we really need to talk about, but are afraid to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So... That's my lovely thought for the day. Have a great one, guys. Go on out there and (laughs) knock them dead. No, literally, knock them dead. (sighs) We don't promise you happiness, but we promise you faults. Definitely promise you thoughts here on the Enough Podcast. And um, I'm... I, I think about this stuff, man. I think about this stuff, and I, I mull over it, and one of the many reasons that I do this podcast is to kind of put them out there into the world. Uh, hopefully others will join me in, in kind of thinking about this stuff in a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper way. Um, you know, that enough and the idea of enough applies both big and small that is not just about you know hard drive size or you know how much data mm-hmm. you have or how much you know i mean you know when 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 are there enough humans on this planet 
you know, when a, you know, at what point are the resources going to be enough to sustain us? Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that, we should probably wrap up this depressing episode of Enough the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk later, mate. We will. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>